In today's episode, I've discussed with Akshay Kumar, head of e-commerce at Michael Murphy Home Furnishing. Akshay highlights the challenges and opportunities in the furniture industry, including the shift to online shopping and the importance of customer experience. Akshay shares insights into the company's digital transformation, including his use of AI and plans to use AR and VR technologies. He discusses the impact of social commerce and voice commerce on the industry. Akshay emphasizes the importance of visuals and interactive user experience in driving conversions. We've also discussed supply chain and manufacturing challenges in the furniture industry, the impact of social media, effective marketing strategies, the role of data analytics, challenges and opportunities in the industry, and the future trend in the e-commerce furniture industry. Akshay emphasizes the importance of understanding customer behavior and leverage technology to drive growth in the e-commerce space. This episode is packed with valuable information for everyone interested in e-commerce. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Ecom Pulse, your heartbeat to the world of e-commerce. I'm your host, Eitan Kotter. Join us as we meet with industry leaders, marketing experts, and the innovative minds behind the tech that is shaping the e-commerce future. So plug in, gear up, and get ready for a pulse-pounding journey into the heart of e-commerce. Akshay, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very good, Eaton. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing well. Super excited to have you here to talk about your background. And I know you're very busy, so I really appreciate the time. Really excited to talk about uh, Michael Murphy, the furniture industry, and about you as head of uh, e-commerce. So pleasure to have you as a guest on our show. Well, pleasure is all mine, Eaton. Thank you for having me. Great. So, Akshay, why don't we start a little bit about you, right? What's your role? What's your background in the e-com industry? And uh, let's discuss what you're working on and busy these days. Absolutely. Uh, if I have to give a bit, little bit of backdrop of myself, I am uh, a trained engineer, by the way, in electronics and telecommunication. This was probably ages ago. At this point, I don't even remember <laughs> what I studied. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know how it happens you get a calling and i and i understood very early in my life that uh, yeah electronics is not for me so i delved into the realm of marketing and i started uh, working for google ads this was back in india in 2016 i think 2017 uh, yeah so that's that's where my journey in digital marketing began actually mm-hmm. i worked there for a year and a half and i realized that i need to upskill myself and get more Uh, technical skills when it comes to digital marketing and that brought me all the way over to Ireland and yeah I was here in 2019 uh, did my master's uh, spent a wonderful time before COVID thankfully and got a chance to explore the country uh, and yeah beautiful place I studied uh, uh, at, at one of the premier colleges here and I got, I got a chance to spent a lot of time networking so the location of my college was in city center so i was able to network a lot of people i was able to visit a lot of uh, talks and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's that was my foot into the door in the e-commerce industry in ireland and not long after that i got a job uh, working for a skincare firm and yeah that's that's where my e-commerce journey in ireland began properly and it, it's been a it's been a very smooth ride uh, fortunately I was able to live in different parts of the country because COVID happened and everything was shut down in the mm-hmm. lockdown. But thankfully, jobs like mine and yours, you could still do it sitting in a, in a desk with a computer in front of us. Sure. So, yeah, that gave me an opportunity to 
work in different parts of the country. It's a beautiful island here. I I worked in the northernmost point on the west of Ireland. And yeah, just, just the overall experience has been wonderful. Wow. If, if I can talk a little more, little more about uh, what I've been working in. So uh, I started working with a lot of different CMSs. I started working with WordPress. Then I moved on to Shopify. And I think Shopify was one of the one of the best platforms I've ever worked till mm-hmm. date. I think uh, the constant innovation that they bring in, the constant uh, demand that they fulfill uh, of all the merchants, I think it's fantastic. Uh, some of the things which I noticed very early on, which Shopify found out, something around uh, fraud prevention. Now, that's a big buzzword in 2024. Mm-hmm. Uh, companies need to think about fraud prevention in e-commerce, but Shopify has been doing that for a good few years. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think things like those, uh, I think they, they've been pioneering it. Uh, my overall journey in e-commerce has been, uh, it, it's it's B2C primarily, where I've been selling skincare products to begin with. Now I'm selling furniture. And uh, even though the average order value has changed definitely, hmm. But uh, the customer mindset hasn't really. I mean, th- there are different seasons where customers are expecting to buy more th- th- than other months. And yeah, I mean, just just the just the constant uh, uh, just the just, co- just the constant how, how to put it uh, just to be in top of fr- in front of the customer all the time. I think uh, it's a constant hustle. You, you sure. need to understand that. Uh, Customers have different demands. Some of them wait for the payday to buy, but then there are others who are more than happy to shop on a Wednesday evening, having a glass of wine with their loved one. So to be able to create a persona of those two different people and send out messages that resonates with both of them, I think that's that's been the challenge, uh, really. I mean, yeah. everything else apart from that is, uh, oh, paid ads, SEO, but then in the end, it's the customer persona. You need to be able to relate to that individual at that very moment, and yeah, I think that's that's what uh, I thrive I thrive on. I, I really think about that moment first, then think about which channel I'm going to use to reach that customer. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Now, before uh, diving into the specific nitty gritty of the e-commerce and uh, you know the engineering side, the platform side, and the marketing side. I just want to ask you about you moved from India to Ireland. Why Ireland and what triggers you to make this move? That's a very interesting question, Ethan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I was always a bit fascinated by uh, the different landscapes in, in Europe. It's uh-huh. not just Ireland. It's the U- Europe, European Union in general. Yeah. And Ireland seems to be at a very, very preferred location when it comes to uh, traveling within Europe. and. Uh, I I really wanted to go to English speaking country and mm-hmm. uh, UK and Ireland were the only two options and yeah I think some of my friends were already in Ireland at that point and I said why not let's let's go in and I made the right call I, I love this place I mean it's it's been such a drastic change uh, coming from the hustle and bustle from big Indian metro cities yes. coming to peaceful serene island where you can see birds you can see <laughs> Uh, sea water, uh, it's amazing. Yes, I, I see you are smiling for the last ten minutes, so I guess it was a bit uh, uh, the right decision for you. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <Yes>. Ethan. <laughs> and just so you know, I recently moved uh, to a very nice neighborhood in Ireland. So I moved to Blackrock. It's in south of Dublin. It's a very sought out area. Um, yeah, just the views here, are amazing. I wish I could show it to you. <laughs> oh, very nice. 
and you came from which city in india i come from a small city called kanpur but my father has uh, my father still works uh, for the air force so i've been mm-hmm. traveling my whole life so we lived okay. in delhi mumbai bangalore uh, i've grown up in big metro cities i understand wow very very interesting uh so what was the event that actually got you into the into the e-commerce i know uh, it's uh is it, it was a coincidence or something that you thought of that you want to go and and spend more time in this industry how it's been ev- uh, evolving you know at that point uh if i can remember correctly it was one of my lecturers uh who who was speaking about the different areas of digital marketing which we can pursue so my experience was already in uh, uh consulting i was consulting on behalf of google ads mm-hmm. so i had worked with businesses of different types so it was b2b b2c i'd worked with all of them but uh due during the course of my education here in ireland i understood that the b2c market is not as flourished as we would have expected it to be in in okay. ireland uh, this is 2019 mm-hmm. uh, today it's completely changed so 5 years ago it was still uh, relatively new not mm-hmm. many businesses were online and i think uh, there's still a lot of businesses uh, who are not online in this country Uh, I I met with the senior executive from Google at one of the events uh, last year and um, they gave me a figure that's about 25 to 30% of the businesses who are online rest are still brick and mortar brick and mortar so yeah. wow yeah it, it's amazing when you think of it because uh, some of us have been digital from the get go and there are other businesses who have not even delved into it now there are different reasons why they don't do it i think uh, covid changed a lot of it a lot right. of businesses came online that was a necessity but uh, now we see the emerge of omni channel marketing uh, it's it's uh, i mean especially something which i see in my current role now it's crazy to see that uh, people are spending 4000 euros for a product and they're just buying <laughs> it online i mean this is something unheard of probably 5 years ago amazing yeah So I think in order to understand the context of your decision for the platform for the marketing activities and how do you do things let's probably talk about you know Michael Murphy you know as a, as a you know 50 years company brick and mortar company you did a transformation there took it online share with us a little bit about the industry you know characteristics uh what triggers the this transformation to digital and what were the like the main challenges that you are facing right now in terms of the customer experience and uh, uh, you know the way people are behaving on the platform so let, probably let's start from the industry about the company and and your you know the target and the different changes that you've made there for the last year absolutely uh so michael murphy home furnishing has been around in ireland for over 50 years it's one of one of the premier brands here in ireland uh it started in newbridge with a couple of stores but now it has expanded with seven locations okay. uh, on the on, on the in dublin uh south of ireland and uh, newbridge is the headquarters itself mm-hmm. uh if i talk about the industry in general it's uh, it's something which is very traditional but still modern and the way i define this is on one hand you go with your family and you go to a shop you, you see a piece of sofa you sit on it and on the other hand there are ikeas who give you everything and you make it in your home mm-hmm. so uh, this industry in general uh sees the best of both it sees innovation but it also sees a lot of uh 
customer building. I mean, uh, it's crazy to know that uh, a lot of business that we get, uh, especially in a headquarter in Newbridge, mm-hmm. they all come from referrals. People just tell about this brand and that area in general knows about Michael Murphy. So if okay. anyone wants to buy furniture, be it the third generation of a family, they go to Michael Murphy. They, there's, there's no hmm. second doubts about it. <laughs> but on the other hand, uh, there's a big... A uh, big pool of customers, especially in Dublin metropolitan area, uh, where we are trying to generate more awareness. Uh, we have been really successful in the past few months, especially uh, I think up around Black Friday, we had a good few campaigns. We started reaching out uh, again. We took we took the old school route. We went back to radio. That is something which people thought is not as effective anymore. But you'd be surprised to know it's still one of the main channels that brands use to drive really? people in the stores. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, is, that is something which is new for me as well. And I think a marketing manager took the right call at that point to go ahead with, uh, with the radio. And obviously the executives, they, they were more than happy to facilitate that. Mm-hmm. And we see that using radio as a channel has really uh, brought more awareness into the new people who are coming to the country because uh, Dublin is the head of uh, I mean, there's a lot of multinational headquarters which are based in Dublin now. So you, there are people coming here from all different parts of the world, yep. and they probably don't know as much about uh, which are the which are the companies which have been here for longer. I mean, all they do is they go to uh, Google or they hear something on radio, and mm-hmm. that's that's their brand awareness. So we need to be able to cater to that demand as well. There are new customers in busy areas who don't really have a lot of time. Uh, to research and they need to be uh, in front of them all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So being a 50 years old, old company, like the go-to brand for furniture, what was the trigger to go, okay, let's do a, an online commerce you know, business as well? What, what triggers that? I think uh, traditionally the business, as you can imagine yourself, uh, you wouldn't really want to buy something online unless you see it and you feel how it is. Yeah. Now, it's different when you're buying a, a small average or a value item compared to a sofa. But uh, the industry has all, always been uh, progressing. And I think uh, the website has already been there from about 10, 10 years or so. Now, the mindset has changed a little bit post-COVID. Mm-hmm. So in the furniture industry, the websites were primarily used as catalogs. Now, it's not yeah. just us. All the other websites, now I'd probably say even IKEA to a good extent, Mm-hmm. Uh, people would probably go to IKEA and buy products rather than go to the IKEA website and buy. Uh, yeah. At least I'm talking about here in Ireland. But ever since COVID the, happened, people were just stuck at home. Uh, they they understood the value of having a website. And again, I have to give it to all the marketers in the industry. They were able to uh, provide all the all the information that a customer needs just on on their phone. I mean. Yeah. Uh, when you think about the process, it's not really different. So you go to a store, uh, you like a product, you would like to know what the specifications are. You'd like mm-hmm. to know, uh, you know, does it provide you a guarantee? Uh, is there is there some sort of damage protection in it? Mm-hmm. Uh, can, can you get something extra on top of it so you can future guard the product for a longer duration? And if you're able to uh, provide all of that information on a landing page or a website, I think it's pretty much doing the job and saving someone's fuel to go to the shop as, as well. So people are more than happy to sit at home and browse through the catalogs 
and now even they're buying it. So there's, there's been a slight shift in the mindset. Yeah. Uh, earlier, they were only looking at the website to see the products. Now they're buying it. Mm -hmm. And how did you manage to, let's say, convince or educate customers to buy, you know, big order value, thousands of dollars, you know, online and for a furniture, something that you want to test, you want to try, you want to see it, maybe get comfortable with. It's kind of a complex decision that probably other members of the family needs to participate as well. What were like the challenges uh, in terms of conversion and that you faced, you know, when, when you launched the platform? I think, Ethan, one of those things, uh, one of the things that I did uh, to achieve this was to provide more product information. Uh -huh. uh, just to put the product in front of a customer by different avenues and motivate them to look at the product more online. And I think that has been the game changer. Now, one of the things that we have changed ever since I came on board, uh, we used to have multiple layers on the website. So uh, as you can imagine, the website was designed as a catalog. So you would present a big store, mm -hmm. you would have four different sections, and within a section, you would have more sections. So just to give you an example, uh, there's a sofa category. When you click on that, then you see the sofa collection. Then there are multiple collections in the sofa. Then you click on them. Okay. So the, the number of uh, clicks were, in, were considerably higher. Very high. Now what yeah. you have done is, exactly, now what we have done is we have changed the approach. We are using AI. We are using tools. They are providing, and I don't want to say the term AI casually as, as it happens nowadays, but we are using one of the AI power tools, which is uh, looking into the background information and understanding which product under each category is getting the most uh, engagement. And then what it does is, uh, for example, you click on Sofa, the first thing that you see is most research product under that mm -hmm. category. So what uh -huh. that do then do does is it, uh, it puts the customer into a buying mindset right away. Yeah you know that, oh, these are the four products which people are buying right now. And then it's your choice if you want to go and look at all the catalogs. But the chances are you're going to like one of those products and you're going to click on it and go to the landing page. So we have reduced the number of clicks to purchase from about five to three now. So those are two nice. sets that we have reduced. Yes. And by doing that, what we have seen is we have increased conversion rate and we have decreased the bounce rate as well. Because uh, I, I can think about myself as a user. I wouldn't really want to spend too long reaching the desired product when I'm on, on a website. Mm -hmm. I would rather see it straight. And uh, getting those information, we overhaul uh, even our homepage. So there was no product layout on our homepage. Now there are a couple of feeds. We are A-B testing. We are testing new arrivals versus most popular. So these are the uh -huh. things that we have started adding even on the homepage. So, uh, and that really helps with, uh, I've seen with the engaged customers. Now, uh, just to give you insight again here, the new, <clears throat> the new arrival section gets more clicks and conversions from existing customers uh -huh. because they already know the brand. Yes. Uh, they, they see a newsletter that says, oh, look at a new arrivals in the homeware section. They click on it. They come onto the homepage. They see a new arrival feed. And they're like, oh, yeah, I really like that. So mm -hmm. uh, it has also improved, uh, you know, the second purchase, third purchase, fourth purchase of a customer. Yes. And I think uh, that's that's something which I've always believed in, even from my past experience. 
it's so difficult to get a new customer in, especially in our industry because the average order value is so high. Sure. But if you can retain those customers who have trusted you, who have spent thousands of euros, uh, they're more than happy to come back. And I think using some of these tools, uh, we have been able to cater to both these markets. Wow, very, very interesting. By the way, what's the time to purchase in this industry? I mean, from intent signals to complete purchase. I, I wouldn't give a time frame uh, which holds true for all the different categories. Okay. Because, for example, for a sofa, the time to purchase could be as long as two weeks. But for right. a homeware yes. product, it could be as short as two days. Uh-huh. So, uh, I mean, it, it, it's different. When you, when you think of the size of the product, uh, I think the bigger order products, they, the, the time is longer. And more often than you would imagine, uh, we see an omni-channel approach there. Mm-hmm. So we see customers come onto the website. Uh, they spend a lot of time researching about the products. And uh, we, we offer, I mean, on every product page, we have this information, uh, which store has this product. So customers start their purchase journey from the website, finish in the store, or vice versa. So uh, wow, in this omni-channel yeah. environment, again, it, it's it's difficult to understand where the purchase journey actually began from. Uh-huh. Did, it, did it begin from the radio ad and finished online or started from <laughs> yeah. a newsletter and finished in the shop? So it's, uh, it's a little tricky to understand uh, what exactly is the time frame. But uh, if if I can just talk about uh, a near around uh, time frame, I think it would be around ten to fifteen days for yes. a bigger ticket item. Sure, sure. And you see, like, uh, need also for like uh, omnichannel on the payment side, like you know, checking out on the web and maybe pay when you pick up at store or stuff like that. Are you considering such a, such implementations? Absolutely. I think uh, checkout pages have always been crucial for yeah. the e-commerce industry. And sure. To be able to uh, offer the different modes of payment, I think that's critical, mm-hmm. especially when someone is trusting you with thousands of euros. So we offer customers an option to pay through a traditional mode of payment. That's credit cards, debit cards, Apple mm-hmm. Pays, Google Pays. But we also offer them a chance to pick it up from one of our stores if they want. So what happens then is they, they know they have secured the order. They go to the shop, uh, they see one of the products there, mm-hmm. and then they can just pick it up. Or they can also come to our uh, headquarters warehouse and collect it from there as well. So uh-huh. just just giving the customer uh, different avenues to pick up the products from, that, that suits their life. Because more often than you would imagine, uh, a person is with, with their family, uh, and they don't really have time for a delivery driver to come in and place mm-hmm. the product. Mm-hmm. So they would rather spend an hour coming back from work and pick it up themselves. Yes. And uh, another thing that we have added this year, uh, actually it was uh, November or December of last year, was uh, finance. So we, we have added HUM payments. That's uh, one of the most sought-out payment options in Ireland. Uh, so for certain products, you get interest-free uh, EMI options up to three years as well. Wow. Uh, like the I NPL. think adding... Yeah, interesting. Yeah, wow, exactly. Nice. Uh, I think we have seen a big increase uh, in buy now, pay later in Ireland in the last two, and a half, two to three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Klarna is something which is sure. pioneering in yep. SMB, SMB marketplace in Ireland yes. as well. But HUM seems to be uh, the market leader when it comes to bigger brands. So all the uh, big ticket brands uh, when it comes to appliances, furniture, 
uh, I think they they all using hum, and yeah, it also gives us more recognition because a customer once they see that as a payment option on a website, since they're so used to seeing that payment option from their previous purchase mm-hmm. of an appliance or somewhere else, they know it's something trustworthy, and they they more often than you imagine, uh, the purchase happens right away. Yes, yes, of course. BMPL is like a, I think it's one of the gro- the most. Uh growing opportunities in e-commerce these days right in terms of the demand from consumers so great to hear that you're already implementing that and one of the way to reduce time to purchase and increase conversions is obviously through visuals right and i know you're spending a lot of times on videos and pictures and please share uh with us as well i mean what are you doing in this uh interactive or visual aspects of the user experience I think visuals are critical to our industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a customer would like to see how a product looks, how a product feels, and how uh, they can imagine themselves in a setup. Yeah. So we have we have our own studio. We, uh, I mean, I think it's been there for a good few years, but we spent a lot of money last year and we revamped the whole studio. We have a massive studio in our headquarters. We have a team. We have a a uh, studio director mm-hmm. we have a photographer slash videographer who is a very talented person themselves and uh, their whole job is to stay in that studio all five days and just churn out quality content because uh, in this industry you might feel that oh there's there's not much there's probably a dining table or sofa but then there are nitty-gritties that come in as well there is mm-hmm. a coffee table there's a bedside table huh. there, there is a bookshelf so all these things, when you think of, oh, there's a lot of different kind of products that this business is selling. And just to be uh, always fresh and relative to the current needs, mm-hmm. uh, our, our buying team constantly gets new products. So our suppliers are based all across the world. They keep getting new products in. And yeah, our studio's uh, job is to make sure we're getting the best quality content. So it's not just the static images of the product itself. It's also the lifestyle images. And to double it up, our social media team is always present uh, during those shoots as well. Uh So whenever there's a shoot happening for a new sofa or a Mm -hmm. new bed, the social media team would then again go, they would have their own process to follow. They would go ahead, create content uh, because the product is in the studio. So we get a lot of quality uh, organic content and social media content of that interesting so you're also a content company a media company as well right full-time well yeah you can say <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> and and so these assets you try to obviously to reuse all those uh media assets right obviously on the website and product description and visuals but also you mentioned social commerce i guess uh what are you doing on that front both from organic or and paid media perspective I think the social media side of the business is uh, is going through a revamp. So we, we are trying to get more tech involved in it. It was mm-hmm. very traditional. There used to be a social media post, a social media video, yeah. and that's about it. But now what we are trying to do is we're trying to engage a lot of other avenues. For example, social commerce, that's, that's something new. And we want to be one of the first companies to utilize this in Ireland. And yeah. we're looking into... Uh, a lot of different uh, providers who can offer us help there because <clears throat> video content is out there. It's just that you need to convince a customer to buy it right then. Now, I think <laughs> yeah. uh, 
in America, that things happen, those things happen already, but in Europe, it's still slow. Yes. And we, we probably reached there as I think, uh, as I said, Europe is always about five to seven years behind what's happening in US. So it's probably time now that uh, social commerce would probably be a big thing in the, in the sure. next year or two. Yes, because TikTok shop was launched in, the, in England, right? And I think it will be definitely rolled out to more and more countries. But nevertheless, on Facebook and on, on Instagram, you have the ability to tag products and you know, create conversions as well. Again, it requires probably uh, more uh, fl- uh, flavors of uh, videos or pictures right? that are built for conversion, not for impressions. But anyhow, when you go into you know with whom to talk to right? on this topic. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And Ethan, you'd, you'd be surprised to know Meta probably has a different uh, understanding of the shop feature because they are slowly uh, closing it down in certain countries. Yeah. So we used to have Meta Shop as well, but mm-hmm. uh, shops are not available anymore. Yeah. So I, I, I don't understand why they're doing it because it's limiting reach into their own platforms. Yes. Uh, but obviously there are other solutions uh, like yourself <laughs> who are bridging the gap here. Yes, of course. That's, uh, that's definitely, you know, uh, I mean, they, they closed the live shopping part because it created uh, a lot of work and less, uh, I guess, business opportunities for them. Uh, but there are ways to <clears throat> obviously create uh, a landing page. So you, definitely you can redirect to your product page and create checkout like regularly on your on your checkout, but, you know, within, the, within those apps. Um, so, yeah, I mean, video. Uh, picture-based, I mean, all the visuals. I think there is a lot of, uh, I mean, on your plate, like what are you seeing that in terms of innovation or uh, that that are, you know, something that you saw that is interesting to you and maybe you can share what are your plans for 2024? I think for 2024, uh, we really want to delve into uh, augmented reality and virtual mm-hmm. reality. Mm-hmm. Now, we have already implemented an AR uh, widget in the past but uh, the provider was not able to provide us with insights. So we oh, had the tool okay. sitting on the website. Customers were able to use it, but there was just no reporting. Mm-hmm. So we were not able to understand, was it even bringing any benefits in the bottom line? Okay. So we really want to apply a fresh approach this year mm-hmm. and uh, find out a partner who can provide us with those information because the engagement that you would expect uh, with augmented reality is it's probably better, it's probably higher in the furniture industry than any other industry. Agree. You would like to see how a table feels in your sitting room. Yes. You would like to see how a how a dining table sits in your living room or on your kitchen. So this is this is where uh, we want to do it properly this year. We want to find right partners mm-hmm. because I often say that uh, right partners uh, helps every e-commerce team. I mean, y- you can have the best exactly. e-commerce team, but if you don't, if you don't have the right partners. Uh, you're shooting in the dark. Yeah, a good partner is like a, an extension of your team, right? So this is uh, absolutely what yeah, what, what the solution should look like. Great. So AR, augmented reality, of course, it's interesting. I mean, creating those experiences that can you know mimic you know the, the shoppers to imagine or even feel you know how it be the furniture will be presented on their own environment. So totally agree with this uh, with this direction. Any other things that are on your plate for 2024 or things that you try to achieve or improve? I think uh, one, of, one of the technologies that I've been hearing about for a good few years has been voice commerce. 
And uh, every uh-huh. year you see that, oh, it's going to boom. It's going to boom now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was, I was recently going through some studies and I saw that in 2023, there, are, there were about 4.2 billion voice searches. Mm-hmm. And by 2024, the number is expected to be 8.4 billion. So wow. uh, these are the stats that really made me question that, okay, maybe maybe we are reaching the point where this this could be one of the channels that we can really spend more time on. Mm-hmm. And uh, even myself, uh, you don't realize, but you s- slowly start using voice, uh, uh, all the voice channels. I mean, be it your Alexa, be it your Siri. And uh, also people are using podcasts a lot nowadays. Like we are in one of them. Yeah. So podcast advertising has really boomed in the last few years. And I, I think the next step would be to have uh, some some voice commerce and this is something which, which I don't have much information about, but this mm-hmm. is the year where we want to spend more time understanding it, you know, researching more on it. And as I said, find the right partners. Interesting. Because uh, we, we want to work with experts uh, who know mm-hmm. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It seems that you are like at the forefront, always innovating, right? So that's uh, very nice to hear. Let's talk about uh, you know, the, the backend side, the other side of the business, right? Supply chains, manufacturing. What do you see is happening right now, uh, you know, in the industry? Because I hear many brands of, uh, you know, increased shipping costs, increased costs for 3PLs, even, you know, 4PLs. And, um, you know, shipping is getting more and more expensive and competition is getting fierce. What's the current status for you, you know, your company? I, I totally understand why the industry is going through the shift. Mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate why businesses are doing it. Some, sometimes customers don't really understand the nuances and all they see is, oh, I have to pay more for the same item that I was paying last year. But uh, no, it, it is it is a big challenge. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, not a big issue for us because we control our shipping ourselves. So we have our own shipping team and uh, we have a set price that uh, we offer, uh, that we charge our customers. And it hasn't gone beyond that uh, for the past three or four years. I mean, we have okay. been consistently uh, making sure that we are innovating ourselves and reducing all the extra costs so mm-hmm. that we're not charging customers extra. Uh, small things like going green, getting green vehicles on the road, mm-hmm. making sure that uh, our planning is perfect because if, if a vehicle is going uh, to a route and there are 10 deliveries on the way, we want to make sure that all those 10 deliveries are delivered tomorrow or at the same time. Yeah. So what might happen is uh, a fulfillment team is doing a brilliant job at this you might place up an order today and uh, you might get the product next day morning because there's a van who's already scheduled to go through that route mm-hmm. and just on the day uh, it's about to leave they saw that oh you live on the route itself so we tried to squeeze that in and by doing that we are reducing the next turn where you would have been shipped the products for now what that does is uh, first of all it, it it enhances the customer experience. Secondly, it reduces our visits on that route. Mm-hmm. So by doing uh, things like these, uh, we have been able to reduce our cost and keep it keep it the same as uh, what it was before COVID. Nice. Akshay, thank you so much. It was really, really interesting. Uh, I'm so uh, you know happy to hear about all the innovation and the things that you are implementing and plan to implement. Uh, anything you want to add? 
Uh, I mean, nothing really. I mean, we we covered all the different areas. Yeah. Uh, it was great chatting to you, Ethan. I mean, I'm sure uh, we would be in touch. Uh, I want to pick your brains the next time we speak and understand more about how you operate in the e-commerce industry sure. as well. Uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast. Uh, so yeah, keep on keep up the good work, Ethan. And yeah, hopefully we'll we'll chat about a different topic next time. Yes. Yes, yes, actually, uh, plenty of things to discuss. And on a personal note, can you share with us something about yourself that most people are not aware of or not know about you? Oh, uh, on a personal note, I think not many people know that I do sea swimming. Uh, that's wow. one of the main reasons why I always live around the sea, uh-huh. which is part of Ireland I live in. So that's something which uh, which is my therapy. I I try to stay uh, as calm and composed, and uh, when I'm in sea, I, I feel, uh, you know, my true self. And especially wow. after working with tech all day, I mean, you can imagine we have screens, mobile phones yeah. all the time. <laughs> and even when you go to gyms, there are people who are still on their phone. There's some sort of headphone, so you're you're constantly surrounded by electromagnetic waves. So when I'm in sea. I feel that I'm completely detached from the materialistic world. And yeah, that's my happy space. Wow, go to nature. Amazing. That's uh, probably the best thing you can do. But it's cold during these times, no? It is, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's getting better now. It's getting okay. better. Uh, during winters, I would, I'll probably only go for a dip. So a couple of dips and I'm out. Yeah. But uh, once the weather improves, starting from March, probably, then you can do lindy swims. And yeah. Can't wait to get out there. <laughs> nice. So actually, where's the best place for people to find you? I think the best place to find me would be uh, on LinkedIn. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, that's that's the place where I'm most active on. I don't really spend a lot of time on social media myself, which is kind of strange because I work in e-commerce. Yeah. Uh, but I use it for research, obviously. But uh, to find me, I think it's my LinkedIn account. I'm sure you can mention that uh, in this podcast somewhere. Yes. And I'm more than happy to chat with people, go out for a pint if you're in, here in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can talk about e-commerce and marketing industry in general. Great. So thank you so much. Very, very interesting. I wish you all the best, you know, and everything uh, that you planned for 2024 will be an amazing success. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much, Yitin. It was lovely speaking to you. Have a great day ahead. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Your support means the world to us. If today's episode has been insightful for you, consider sharing it with someone who would also benefit. Even one share can make a big difference. Looking to elevate your e-commerce game? Discover Vimy, a multi-channel e-commerce platform that will transform your business with the power of shoppable video. Visit us at vimi.net to learn more. It's vimi, V-I-M-M-I.net. Thank you for being part of our journey. Stay tuned for more invaluable insights in our next episode.